What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to another special episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst of movies. Movies so bad they're scary, but not today, my not friend. Today. Not today, as Aria would say. Not today. <laughs> uh, today, we are doing another watch along movie. We had a lot of fun doing it the first time with the Monster Squad. This is our second. So, we're, just, we're do, excited to do another fun little watch along. This week, we are doing Friday the 13th, part VII, The New Blood. One of our favorites from when we were kids. Cool. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to invite you to come along, queue it up, watch it along with us. Before we get to that, uh, actually, before we actually push play on this, let's uh, let's talk about a few things. One, have to plug it. Have to plug it every week, every episode. Creepy Con, August 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Knoxville, Tennessee. In August. August 23rd, 24th, 25th. Thank you. No problem. That's a good point. I got you Not back. July, August. I got you back. We will be there with the booth. We'll be there meeting, greeting, smiling, shaking hands, kissing babies, doing it, whatever. Is my mic on? Uh, should be. Can I hear me? I'm having trouble hearing me. Um, I maybe your headphones. Oh, no. are turned, oh I hear me now. Okay. Yeah, my headphones weren't turned up. Right. I was like, I was like, is my mic on? I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, uh, turn my headphones turn, up. Turn my headphones turn up. Turn my headphones up. Turn my headphones up. Turn them up. <laughs> Here we go. Here Creepy we go. Con, 2019. <laughs> I'm gonna fly in my. What rhymes in 19? Uh, 19, teen, teen, teen. Uh, uh, we're having a creepy con 2019. So excited. I'm going to rip out your spleen. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. And that's oh, why horrible we're, freestyler. Yeah. You, you, we used to be better back in our high school days, driving around the car freestyling a little Man, bit. <laughs> we used to do that all the time. We used to drive around uh, listening to uh, Street Vibes on 88.1. And they would have just, they would have, it was a local radio show. And uh, they would have freestyle. People would call in and freestyle. <laughs> and if they said a bad word, they'd be like, cut. They'd be like, yo, I'll kill motherfuckers. And they're like, cut. And they would cut them <laughs> off the air. But for a while, they'd play the beat for like a good five minutes. So you kind of got the rhythm. And I remember, yeah, me, you, and a couple other people would drive around trying to freestyle. <laughs> I was not never that good. You were better than I was. But I was terrible. You were awful. <laughs> I was probably the worst. I might be got like two lines in and be like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> they were the weakest, yeah. like, lamest stuff. Like, when I play golf, I like to shoot for par, and then I go have a drink with my boy at the bar. Yeah. And, I'm like, like, that, and I drove there in my car. And I'm done. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> Pass the mic to you. <laughs> it was the worst. Uh, anyway, yeah, CreepyCon. That's where we went. Yeah. Uh, come down, check us out in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, if you're going to be in there, definitely come. If you're not, you know what? Make a pilgrimage. Come check it out anyway. Make a pilgrimage. I like that. Yeah. Um, and the people of Knoxville would love to party with you, I'm sure. I'm sure they would. Not um, just us, but the friendly, good people of Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes. Uh, anything else I need to plug? Uh, no, 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 no. So let's <laughs> move on to Friday the 13th Part VII. Uh, I know people are like, wow, I keep saying VII. Well, that's just a stupid joke It's for Aaron and I when we were kids. Because uh, when we were kids, we would watch this on USA Up. up. All night with all night. This the this particular one was with uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, not uh, Ron Shear, yeah. but Gilbert Godfrey did. It was a back to back Friday Thirteenth night, and he always introduced me. Tonight we're gonna watch Halloween Thirteenth Part V, and we're gonna follow with Part V I I. And for some reason, as a kid, I thought it was the funniest thing sure. saying V I I instead of five and seven. <laughs> so every, that just stuck with me. So every night it's, it's always V I I now to me. Um, Anyway, but I always called it number seven, the new blood, and this blood. is one of my first Friday Thirteenths that I remember, probably from start to finish. My thing that because being a kid, 
growing up in the 80s, and I had Cinemax, I had HBO. Right. And every once in a while, you'd catch a Friday 13th movie. But I never watched from the first one I watched, start to finish. Right. Sat down and watched start to finish was this one. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think my first Friday 13th memories were Friday 13th part three, I think. Because I remember I was, there was a babysitter coming over, and I remember she was watching it on the TV, and I, was, I saw because I remember like the scenes of like near the end of the movie where Jason like punching through the, the van window mm-hmm. and stuff in the barn and the, the the canoe. I remember the ending of it as a kid and I'm like, oh my god! And um, but I never saw the whole movie. And I, this might be right. You might this may be one of it might not be the first, but it's definitely one that stuck out memory the yes, most. I guess a that's a good way of putting it. It's, that it's definitely, definitely got the most, most impact on me from start to finish. My generations. Jason. Well, that's because or at least my 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 Jason. Yeah, because you know. uh, this was released on May thirteenth of nineteen eighty eight. So I mean, we were eight years old when this yeah. came out. So that's uh, it was written by Daryl Hanny and Manuel uh, Fidello. Now, interesting about that, the original director, writer, I'm sorry, writer uh, Daryl Hanley was actually fired after his agent supposedly contacted the executive producer Frank uh, Mancuso Jr. and told him that Hanley would not do any more work on the project unless he got received a large pay raise. Ooh. Even though supposedly Hanley never told his agent to do that. I guess the agent was just kind of fishing for more money. Uh, so, so he was fired and the screenplay was then completed by a second unknown writer. Uh, it was credited as Manuel Fidello. Um, and apparently also the original title of this movie, Friday 13th part seven was Friday 13th part seven. Jason's destroyer was the original title. Cool. And it's working title is just simply called birthday bash, which is what I guess they just gave it. Oh, let's give it a title for while we have people come in and read auditions. So people don't know what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I imagine that's what they were called when they were filming it. Yeah. Or something like that. From what I understand, a lot of uh, the Friday 13th movies, when they started picking up steam, people, people would come in. They did that back then. Mm -hmm. Cause you hear about all the time now, especially like Marvel movies. And especially like, when Walking, I, Walking Dead is still going, but it's prime time people would like come in and audition for parts, but they would be reading scripts like, you know, like Helen goes to the zoo or something like that. And they're reading, but it turns out, oh, you're actually reading for The Walking Dead, but they right. didn't know it to mm-hmm. keep things under wraps. So apparently they were doing that too way back in the 80s to kind of so keep So word things. doesn't get out. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. The most famous, I think, is uh, Blue Harvest. You know, the yeah. like instead of calling it Return of the Jedi, they recalled it Blue Harvest. Yes. So that way people didn't know it was a Star Wars movie being filmed in that area and you know, you didn't get all these fucking fanboys Fanboy, yeah. you know, showing up like, where's Luke? You know? <laughs> <laughs> where's Chewie? Is he on set? You know, like, yeah. So, so that's, yeah. it's called birthday mm-hmm. bash under that part. Um, directed by John Carl, uh, Bush, Bolcher, B U E C H L E R Bolcher. Uh, now he's probably better known for his special effect work, but he did also direct troll. If it's not troll two, but troll, oh, the original troll, the original troll, cellar dweller, Ghoulies go to college. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the Lost episode. The Lost episode. The Lost episode. Uh, and Curse of the 49er. But he did special effects on Hatchet, The Ginger Dead Man. Nice. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Halloween 4, Ghoulies 1 and 2, and the Garbage Pail, the garbage pail Kids movie, and Dolls. Or some other, mm-hmm. And a ton of other, but those are some of the ones that are definitely cult classics and that most like, for our people have heard of. Ghoulies Go to College. Uh, yeah. Paul Cochran Paul, said Paul, on Paul that Paul Cochran, one. yes, he who, did. Who is uh, one of the uh, co-hosts on um, Pop Culture uh, Intervention. Intervention, yeah, yes. Yeah, Pop Culture Intervention, which is a great podcast, so check them out. Um, Shout out to uh, Paul Cochran. Yes. Uh, we miss you, Paul. Um so let's talk about the cast real quick before we go into the movie. Uh, we have young Tina played by Jennifer Banco Banco. 
Now that movie, like that name, like Jennifer Baker. I've never heard that name before. I, I, I think of Panko Crumbs. Panko, but <laughs> bacon um, bits. Yeah, but it turned out this popped in me because we talked about it once before on the show. Uh, she played Coach Paddington in Cheerleader Camp to the Death, way back on episode sixty-one. Wow! So this is her second appearance on the show now. Uh, she also says Spike in the Pam Anderson movie Barbed Wire. Oh, classic. And she was little girl in Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Huh. Uh, our main girl, Tina Dalton, is played by Lar, Lar Park Lincoln. She's got 48 episodes of Knott's Landing, an episode of Freddy's Nightmare. And she was in House 2, the second story, which also starred Kane Hodder. Huh. Yes. Interesting. And then Dr. D- Dr. Cruz. Oh, Dr. Dr. Cruz. Cruz. Played by Terry Kaiser. The only thing you need to know about him is if you don't know already, is that he was fucking Bernie and Weekend and Bernie's 1 and 2. Uh, apparently he was also in Mannequin 2 <laughs> and Night Court. Um, he's still working today. And I found this funny because we mentioned it on Ice Cream Man. We talked a lot about this yeah. with Lee Majors. He was in The Return of the $6 Million Man and The Bionic Woman. Nice. <laughs> with Lee Majors. Nice. Connection to that. Man, fucking Weekend of Bernie's. I used to watch the shit out Fuck, of that yeah, movie. Yeah, dude. That movie was... I watched it all the time. Oh. I remember going seeing that in the theater at your birthday yes. party. We yes. Were kids. We, we walked to the theater mm-hmm. in like a big group going down the sidewalk. Yep. We sat in like the front fucking row like idiots. And we were watching... As kids do. Yeah. And watch Weekend of Bernie's in the theater. As we were all like talking at the yeah. movie and being <laughs> too loud. Yeah, that, that's a vivid memory of mine. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, we were like in the fourth or fifth grade. You know, free-range kids, you know. Like, <laughs> walk into the movies by themselves. By, yeah, like, Jesus. Yeah, I always remember that, watching Nuking Birds in the theater on your birthday. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, Nick, our main man, our main... Our main man. Male protagonist, Nick, played by Kevin Spiritus, Spiritus, although he goes by Kevin Blair in this movie. 39 credits. 115 episodes of Days of Our Lives, 23 episodes of One Life to Live, also in Horror High. Uh, he had a very small part in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, but he's only in the the director's cut of the movie because his part was cut out of the original. And he was in The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Huh. So there's the, basically the cast. There's obviously other people, but those are the main ones we're going to focus on. Um, now, before we start the movie... We didn't get to do it. We didn't get to do it in our last episode with uh, uh, Bedeviled. We didn't get to do it with Ice Cream Man. But we do get. We're gonna insert it here. We're gonna play the budget game right now. Ooh. They spent how much? The budget game. All right. So budget game, Aaron. What do you guess is the budget for what did I just say? The 1988. Yeah. Friday 13th Part VII: The New Blood. Yeah. 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 Oh. <sighs> Um, 3.5 million 3.5 million um fuck I'm you're I'm giving you the win again this week so <laughs> <laughs> uh budget two million eight hundred thousand wow so under, basically under you came in under a million this nice. time that's wow close. that's really that's not bad all right now uh in the in the in the spirit of the classic game show pressure luck would you like to press your luck with guessing the opening weekend budget? Or gross. No opening whammies, weekend. no whammies. Yes, I want to press it. All right, press that button. What, what are you guys' opening weekend gross? Friday 13th, Jason Voorhees was hot, hot, hot at this time. He was on fucking fire. Um, uh, the guess for the opening weekend, 15 mil. 15 mil. 
Well, you blew your wad with that one. Okay. Opening weekend gross, $8,245,038. I blew my wad. Blew your wad. But But still, that's good. You can go for broke, double or nothing, on total gross. What did it make total in the theaters? There you go. You're one and one for all the marbles. For all the marbles and because... All the machete, all the the Jason masks, all the machetes. (laughs) The opening weekend is always the hottest one, you know, for the the most part. They really don't get hotter and hotter as they go along. Uh, your diehards are going to want to see it. Eight million. I'm going to say twenty-four million. Four million. They're still blowing your wad, um, but not that much. Yeah, it's tough. Well, we get the millions. We Total gross: nineteen million one hundred seventy thousand. I think that's pretty close. I think that's pretty close. It's close. You I, do what you want, baby. And I'm pretty happy with my guess. That's I'm a good happy. guess, but I, I'm happy you would, with my you guess. You've been in the 20 range. I'm like, okay, but you're still under 20. See, the problem but. is I don't have any competition. I don't have yeah. anybody else who's going. Oh, I thought I made 100 million dollars. I know. <laughs> I, I, it's always better when we have two people like, going against each other. Yeah, a winner, yeah, but uh, yeah. um, but you got. I'll give you the win on the budget for sure. So you got one out three. Well, right I'll on. give you that for sure. Right, I still it. think I'm in the neck of the woods or total gross. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't care what you say. I'm gonna claim that as a win. All right. Um. With that said, guys, our little fun out of the way. All right, so like I said, this is Watch Long. So if you want to watch along with us, we have it queued up on our TV right now. Yeah. You can, it's on Amazon Prime right now for free, so you can go get and do it there. And so you we're own at it already. second 17 on 17. Amazon Prime. We're looking at the Par- the Paramount Mountain. The stars are – it's paused. The stars are about to sweep the in and watch around one the star just breaking through the left side of the screen. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So here we go. Um, let's do this. Oh, they don't have the classic Paramount music. They have a uh, creepy, creepy time music. Creepy time. I like that. I like that. They're, they're, they're starting off setting the mood. They're already setting the mood with creepy time. <laughs> That's good. You don't want to give a false impression that this could be like a good old rom-com <laughs> or a good old romp through the woods with Jason Voorhees as your camp guy. I going to think Friday 13 is a rom-com. I don't think. I mean, just the name alone. I don't think you're gonna. Yeah, get new this. blood. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. All yeah, right. So we're raining at the cemetery. This is rare. This is the first one that opened with like a narrator. Yeah. And speaking of that narrator, here's a fun thing. Uh, the, the Walter, the narrator's name is Walt Gorney. He pl- he played Crazy Ralph in the first two movies. Oh really? He's Crazy Ralph guy. So he came back to do they come back to do the narrator voice for this, which kind of makes sense because he's the one like don't go to the lake, it's yeah. cursed, death the, lake, the doomsayer, Do- the doomsayer. Yes. Now he's basically t- reciting the, the curse to everybody. Still being a doomsayer. Doomsayer. Yeah. That old dusty bastard is still being a doomsayer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman just they just showed him machete Jason the side of the head. <laughs> I have I can't tell how much of the sound is picking up if you're how much of the movie you guys are gonna be able to pick up to the mics or not if it's too much or not enough I I apologize but so be it yeah I think we're fine well, I don't want to be too loud like overbearing that you know but I don't know and Jason from part well, six you know like I said this is our second time ever doing this so yeah. we're we're still feeling it out problem is the first time we at least I I, I we didn't think about it. At least the first time we uh, sound checked before we started recording. This time we did not. That's true. We, <laughs> we did. did not. We, we took a lot of effort towards last time. This time, we're like, fuck it, roll it, baby. 
We're getting too big for our britches already. So we Char- one episode. Ah, we got this. I'll just go. So really quick, Charlie Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. Pardon me. Tommy Jarvis. So he's the... He's in part four, five, and six. And yes. he survives six. We're kind of getting a recap right now. They're showing the end of part six. They're showing the end of part six where Tommy Jarvis throws Oh, he hasn't the, lit the lake on fire yet. Throws, throws the chain around uh, Jason's oh, neck and, you know, drowns him in Crystal Camp Crystal Lake. So we never see Tommy Jarvis again. Nope. Nope. This is, yeah, we don't see Jar- Jarvis after six. That's unfortunate. Here's a question for you. So, I got a question for you. Corey Feldman, that motherfucker's always looking for work. <laughs> what would you think about doing a Friday 13th movie with Corey Feldman reprising his role as an adult, Tommy Jarvis? And it takes place after part four. Well, so, if it did that, then. Because part five. That was like that was not Jason Voorhees. No, that but, was it, but, Roy it, the. Me- but the, Jarvis was there at the menstrual community thing. Dude, oh, I they, love this. The mask glowing blue. But they do this shit all the time. Oh, it's cracking! Boom! Friday Thirteenth. Here we are. Part seven, the new blood. But they do this shit all the time. They do this shit with with Halloween. Well, I'm saying my know. answer is no. You wouldn't want to do it. No. Because oh, I would love to see that. I thought you were gonna say if they. Dude, like, made a new Friday Thirteenth now, and they with Corey Feldman now as an adult, like after the events of six. No, after the events of four. I mean, after the events of you, se- you forget yeah, about you forget about five, six. I'm not all forgetting that about them. I'm just saying, leave those in. Like, no, leave no, no. Canon I'm, and- I'm saying, reboot it just like they do with Halloween. They've done so many different twists and turns with Halloween. Like for example, you could, like the most recent no, Halloween. It's a forty year gap. They forget They've everything that happened. They've already rebooted it once with, with the, the 2009 or was it 2013, whatever, remake. And if you're going to reboot it, that's not a real full reboot. That's just kind of a I look an at it alternate as a, timeline, correct. basically, is what you're doing. Correct. I mean, they do it in comic books all the time. Yeah. but So why do they do that with some of these classic works that you can get? And granted, we all love Kane Hodder. We want to see Kane Hodder do something. But at the same time, he it's not dependent on Kane Hodder. I want to see a different Kane as Jason, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want not. I want to see Kane. Oh, Kane, Jason. Like Kane, Kane, Glenn Jacobs. Yes, I want to see. You know, I want to see that Kane as Jason. Sure. How about that? Would that wet your whistle then? I would be more intrigued than yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't like the whole alternate timelines, skipping over movies and and because then it, you, people are gonna get butt hurt. You know, people are gonna be like, oh, well, now it skips this or that, that doesn't link up with this timeline. It doesn't do that, and it's like. I don't know. I just think it leave it the way it is. Mm. If you want to bring back Tommy as an adult and make it like a make it after the events of six, like what what time you know where did he go after part six was over? What did he do? Maybe he's living a nice suburban life. He thinks he's all he's escaped from, and then Jason comes back or so. I don't know. He gets pulled back in. Anyway, we're back. In little Tina's now at a. Is that the girl from Poltergeist? No, I just told sure. you that's Jennifer Banko. Like, sure, looks like her. It does look the little yeah. It, it does look like her. Now, probably, that's probably what they're probably maybe going for. So she's running off away from daddy and mommy arguing. On to the tiny little dock. I do love this guy's got like, like, I find myself getting older and older, and I look at what he's wearing, and I'm like, oh, it's a nice cardigan. <laughs> that looks like, that's a pretty slick cardigan. He's got some nice khaki. I'm dressing more like the dads, the dads <laughs> these days, you know. Like, if, if it's cold outside... Yeah, I'm going to be wearing exactly what that guy's wearing. 
So, yeah, Tina's out on the boat. Daddy's trying to get her back in. Here comes Mama yelling. <laughs> Mama did not... Okay, either Mama was a dusty old cunt to start with, or she aged beautifully. <laughs> she looks like your high school, like, female tennis coach. Oh, the eyes of death! Mm, big eyes! Bubbling water. And she farts in the lake. She farts in the lake. <laughs> lake fart shakes the docks. <laughs> You can hear Tina's mom in the distance. Yeah. How high is that dock, by the way? That's like, it's like six feet off the like off the water level. Like what boat? How can you, it's like a useless dock. You can't pull a boat up to that thing. It's the, yeah. You can see the you can see the There's dock. There's a smaller one yeah, behind it. For the it's it's, it's for a picturesque like walking along the. It's a boardwalk. It's a boardwalk. More or less. All right, you see why you, you do see it, him get kind of fucked up from debris, but still not that much. A few boards bop him on the head, but it, it, it wouldn't hit him that hard because the water is gonna slow the the, the you know the. Uh, are you are force. you really are you really gonna argue? I'm gonna argue. Oh, okay. Tina wakes up now mom. in the car with mom. Mom now looks like adult. a cartoon bear for some reason to me. I don't know. She looks like she belongs in. I don't think it's a bear, but I definitely rock that super eighties. Gelled out hair, real feathered, so much hairspray in her hair. Super feathered hair, so much hairspray. Yeah, and she looks like a, she looks like a care, like a f human version of a Care Bear. A Care Bear, I'll give yeah. you that. Yes, yeah. I'll give you maybe a Care Bear. That's what yeah. I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a Care Bear, dude. How how far was Camp Crystal Lake? Four hundred fifteen miles. That was I, don't, I couldn't tell what that was. Fif I thought it said fifteen. Okay, maybe it better be fifteen because that doesn't make any sense. It was four hundred fifteen miles away. Yeah. So that car that she's driving is very similar to the type of cars I drove yeah, in high school. It's a big ghetto blaster, big four-wheel boat. Ghetto sleds, baby. And there's, there's Bernie. Bernie. He's <laughs> fucking Bernie. I don't care. He's not yeah, Dr. He's Sanchez Dr. or whatever. Cruz. Yeah, Dr. Cruz. Bernie. <laughs> fucking Bernie. Yeah, so they ride back to the camp now. Do they have Missouri plates? It looks like it. No. Old Missouri the plate? Old, old red Missouri. I wish. No. And there's the doc. She's being all freaked out. Like, I, one thing I never quite understood... About this is um, man, look at that dude's shorts. Short shorts. That dude's rocking some. He likes boots. short shorts. Who likes short shorts? He, he likes, likes short shorts. shorts. And when the mom's dressed like a Amish woman, um, Care Bear Amish woman. <laughs> um, so I get that maybe okay. At some point, the family left the home after the dad died, and they moved somewhere else. But then they come back like is it still their house like i don't understand like what the house has become here maybe i'm just forgetting that it's explained later but like i don't like shouldn't that still be their house like why are they still like i don't know so it's gotta be 10 years later because she can't be that much older you know well if she's 18 now she was at least 10 in that flash in the opening scene maybe 12 yes there's there we're introduced to uh the bad girl melissa is that her name yeah I don't remember all the characters' names. There's Nick. Nick. He's like a poor man's Kevin Caliber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I actually had some um, interest, uh, fact about those two. Um, what, the girls or, uh, the, uh, or Daisy Duke's boy? Tina and Daisy Duke's guy. Uh, I just have to find it. Suppose. That's okay. I'll talk while uh, you look at your notes because I'm gonna just talk about Bernie. Yeah. Um, apparently, there was a there's a thing that the apparently the Tina and Nick actually didn't couldn't really stand each other on set while they were filming this, and supposedly 
the guy who played Nick, Kevin Blair, after this went back and like rewrote his own version of the script. In which case, he, like he kills off Tina in like a horrible way. Jesus, <laughs> it's a little dark, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you need a beer? I w- no, no. I got my beer. I got a fresh beer here. Uh, By the way, I'm going to be gifting you this cooler. Oh, yes. Okay. I just don't want to take it home. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, Bernie and, and Tina, they're sitting right up to do their... Uh, Professor X test. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> Ghostbusters type thing. Basically the same thing, but yeah, Professor X test. This is where it's like... It's like what? <laughs> He's breaking it down. Focus in on the matchbook. Focus your anger, your energy, everything into the matchbook to help move it or do something because he's he's convinced she can do this. And, you know, she's she's having trouble doing it. And I felt very much X-Men type of oh, yeah. vibe here. Yeah, it is. Or, it's more serious, but it's also, very, you know, the same thing in Ghostbusters where they're yeah. like, trying to read the cards and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And... Was it just a couple wavy lines? Yeah, triangle wavy lines. Yeah. Have you tried to do this? No. You've never tried. You've never. You've never tried to move something with your mind on your own. You know, I'm sure. I, you know, I probably did it. Kid. Oh, I have. <laughs> I think I did it like two years ago. <laughs> Just in case, maybe I'm Just insured. Just in case. <laughs> <sighs> nope. Nope. Still just a schmuck, <laughs> not a superhero. But she is. She just moved. She just moved the pack of matches across the desk as as Bernie was screaming at her. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, here it is. Um, yeah, so Kevin Blair wrote his own script for Friday the 13th where the new blood was only a dream. And, his kid, <laughs> and that his character, Nick, kills Tina. Not Jason, but he actually kills Tina himself. Goddamn, bro. Yeah. Right, she she got in an argument with Bernie. Now the thing, it, she's went all carry. Like, or not carry, fire started. You know, well, she started the fire. Well, she started the fire. Yeah, but Billy, Billy Joel, Billy Joel, we got Billy the Joel, we got it. It's Tina, baby. So now we cut to some two making out in a van. Because we're humping. Um, also, that's not great. Like, when they pull up, we see there's a house next to the house that Tina and the mom go in where they're doing the experiments. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember seeing. Like, was that house not there in the opening? Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I mean, it's ten years later. New new cabin can be built. You know that doesn't. It, who cares? But uh, I, I do find it interesting that this doctor who wants to try and rekindle the memories and everything. The size of that train on that desk. Doesn't Jesus. decide that, you know, doesn't do any, like, any of the legwork and find out who's next door. Maybe a more isolated place. Because right next door is a fucking rager yeah. with people her age. Don't Boom. you think that'd be like, yeah. be like, you think as a doctor, you'd be like, maybe this isn't the best time to bring her back up to the lake. Maybe I need to try and schedule when there's no one at the lake. Or less people, or a old couple who just want to go fishing instead of like people with swinging dicks and Daisy Duke shorts and lots and lots of beer and yeah, others, yeah. So all right, so Tina's back on the lake having a flashback to her as a kid. 
I hate you. Wish you were dead. You ever said that to your parents? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think I ever said that to my parents before. Because that shit would happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would use your mental powers I, and I kill knew, them. I knew not to do it. Yeah, because I see what Friday 13th taught me as a child. Don't disrespect your parents in such a harsh way. So we see Jason uh, all fucking... Chained up. Chew, his body's all chewed up and decaying from the years under underwater. And here I'm kind of curious. I mean, we gotta we gotta bring Jason back to the party somehow. That's fine. Is she trying to bring her dad back? Yes, yes. I took. I think the first time I yeah. watched this too, it took me a while to pick up on that. I was like, is she. Like, is, so I she's focusing. She, she's like, she she senses a presence in the lake. I'm guessing. I don't think that she, she just knows because her she dad's goes, daddy. Body. Which is yeah. weird because that would mean the dad's lake. They never took like fish his body out and gave him a funeral. Right? They just left his body at the bottom of the lake for 10 years? Dude, like, that's... that's the stu- that, that's a giant plot hole that's that a nobody gr- ever talks that's about. That's a great point. <laughs> like, this wasn't like, like, like the, you know, Viking days where, like, oh, well, he's the bottom of the lake. He's this, lost like, it. See, he's like, in the lake somewhere. Yeah, like the Black Ages. Like, this was like the 80s. They easily could have would have fished his body out yeah. of the lake and gave him a funeral. You just go hire Ralph <laughs> in town. He Ralph does scuba. Yeah. He, he collects golf balls at the local golf cart, golf course. He can go in there and fish your husband out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway, so she's she's mentally brought Jason back. He she passes out. He emerges well, from the lake. When he's walking out, you can see his spine. Yeah, it's zombie cool Jason. Looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was always one, like as a kid, like the coolest, like coolest form of Jason. I, I always thought. thought so too. I yeah. still, I still to this day, this is my favorite manifestation of Jason. Um. But yeah, like. Another point that gets confused, like again with Jason, like when they kind of it's a continuity error. Um, is when Jason dies in part six, like he's wearing leather, like workman's glove, and he's got his fucking that goddamn Jason utility belt on him. He's wearing completely different clothes and the utility belt, but when you see him now, he's he's changed clothes. Well, they showed his hands. His hands are very skeletal, so I could see how the gloves would eventually just slip off. I would so. give you that, but like the, the the utility belt should still be around his waist. True. And he in the last one he wore like a like a distinctly different. He it was a shirt and pants, distinctly two different things. This one he's wearing like just one like, like coverall. coverall, like Michael Myers coveralls outfit. But you know what they pay strict continuity to the fucking mask. mask. Yeah, that's the one thing they do pay continuity. They show to. so much continuity to the mask, and you know what? I love it. I, I love yeah, it. I do say give him credit for that. They at least get mm-hmm. that right. So I just realized something. Uh, Friday 13th now, I think, joins the Pork Chop series as being the most watched and talked about movies, most run movies of all horrible horror history. <laughs> uh, just off the top of my head, of course. I, I'm just thinking about this because we, yeah. did, we did Friday 13th part 4, no, 5, five 10, and 9. We did 5, 9, and 5, 9, and 10, yeah. and now we're doing 7 as a watch-along. As a watch-along, yeah, but we're not really... Yeah, sort of, but we're not doing it as a regular episode like where we, you know, make fun of a rip So, But technically, yes, it's been on yeah, the show. And in the Pork Chop series, it was one, two, one, three. two, three, and Pig Girl. And Pig Girl. Yeah. So, four piece. Here, here's the Friday 13th. <laughs> here you go. Making a horrible horror Hall of Fame, there you I go. guess. You seem very happy about your beer. 
Yes. I'm already like five in, so. <laughs> yeah, I got to catch up with you. I, I didn't get drink as much during our um, Bedeviled episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, if you're just listening to this, we just finished uh, episode 171? I think last week was 170, so we have, Bedeviled yeah. will be 171 once we get it. Mm-hmm. We haven't posted yet, so you don't like to go out look. But by the time... Okay, by the time you, this is posted, you'll be able to find it. But yeah, it'll be 171. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm you're probably. asking, like, you're talking like we're doing this live. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I forget. Like, it's, wait, we're not live. This is, this is not a live. Okay, it says Camp Crystal Lake, five miles. Five miles. And then you show those couple just walk yeah. right by, okay? So now Jason's so, saying we go from Crystal Lake five miles out. Exactly. And now you go five miles I back. always had a problem with that. I yeah. always had a problem with that. You know, I didn't. I don't think I really knows it, but that's a great point. So he's now walked five miles away he, from where we he. We just saw him come out of Crystal Lake. And now he's and there's, five miles. There's, there's, there's a family at the cabin, and there's a whole bunch of teenagers at the cabin next door. Where he just came out of the, yeah. He's, he's like, disorientated. He's basically cattle. Like, there's yeah. just a cattle yeah. waiting for him to right there. stand far right there. But he walked five miles to get these two jabronis just <laughs> bopping around. And by the way, it takes maybe, okay, it might take 20 minutes to walk a mile at like a casual pace. Sure. Jason walks extraordinarily slow, and he walks five miles in the matter of, like, Two minutes, <laughs> but, but I gotta crawl. Like it would take him what an, an hour. hour or more to get there. <laughs> and yeah, it wouldn't make sense for him to walk five miles away from the lake. Yeah. Another thing that was, I oh here we go. First kill grabs the weird girl and bam, some kind of knife or tent stake through the back of the head. Yep. Kill number one. I mean, this is one that I heard was uh, also fucking slashed to pieces with the MPAA. I have notes on that, too. Yes, um, it was. It was. Yeah, 10 spike through the neck now. Although, I looked for the back of the head the first time, and now I guess it's through the well, neck. Well, I'm sure it was in the back of the head. Then he decided to pose her. Out. I do like how she just drops there. I like that fall down the tree. Jason goes after this dude. Yeah, here we go. Um, uh, the director, John Bolcher, was has publicly fumed many times over the years about the number of edits required to the MPAA to avoid an X rating. Uh, the film had to be submitted nine times to the MPA of America before it was granted an R rating. And as it stands, arguing was heavily censored entry in the Friday 13th series. Oh, and there's a tent stake in the yeah, back. Yeah, he rarely throws things in there. He threw the tent stake. Like, like, I was getting away. Jason's like, I just came out of retirement. This motherfucker is fleet of foot. He's running away. God damn it. Throw it. Smack. Yeah. Death by tent stake. Um, so, yeah, it, it was. Um, and apparently also there at the time, I don't know if it's still a thing, but when I was doing my research, the only way to see the f- film uncut, like it was supposed to be seen, is to score an early 1989 Dutch release of the VHS, Ooh. which is apparently somewhat rare, but it includes all the uncut death scenes. With added blood and gore and facial reactions to all this. So all the stuff that probably made it an X was apparently on the Dutch VHS release. Interesting. In 89. Okay, well, that's something we might have to hunt down. Yeah. Uh, will we? No. no. <laughs> Especially I'm not since spending thousands of dollars I was about to say, people are probably going to be like, dude, top dollar. If you really want to see yep. the way it was supposed to be made, you know, if you're a true hardcore Friday 13th Part 7, a new blood fan... Like I am, I, I, you know what? I would actually like to see how much one is. So, all right, we got Greaser guy in the kitchen with nerdy girl and 
Which is another one with like uh uh weird mashups like characters like like you look at all the, the like the blonde mean girls, the snobby bitchy girls, the party girls and but why would this nerdy girl be there? Like that's what like they, it, again like she does like it doesn't seem like they'd actually be friends or she would be the nerdy girl would have been invited to the snobby preppy girls party or wherever this is. Like she's just like why is she there? I have no problem with this. She's she's still like look, this is the way I look at it. They're coming of age. They're not quite like they're like 16, 17, maybe 18, right? They're not definitely not 21. And I think you can tell like the dynamic between the nerdy girl and that the redheaded kind of brunette girl. Yeah. You could probably see that they have been bosom buddies and the one girl just hasn't quite yet left the womb, hasn't quite right and she's right and the other girl is ready to leave the nest. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Oh, you're right. Name is Melissa. Yeah. I remember that because uh, I watched this not too, too long ago. Well, your wife's name is Melissa, too. That yeah, and that's helped. why. Because exactly. That's exactly what it was. And I saw Melissa, uh, which is my wife's name, get horribly <laughs> murdered and be a total bitch. And I'm like, well, that's not my wife. And I don't <laughs> want to see my wife get murdered. So... You know, just sticks in your craw a little bit. Like there's panties and bras. Like on the the bras hanging off a calendar. <laughs> so Melissa's trying to hook up with Nick. Tina runs away, finds a tent stake and stuck in a door outside of her cabin. Um, let's see what else I can. Oh, Nothing like dead air right now. Hope you can yeah, hear the movie. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually currently looking up, trying to find the Dutch uh, VHS for um, Friday 13th Part 7 right now, and I'm having a little bit of trouble. Um, although I did find a Part 7 Sideshow exclusive 12-inch figure for 625 fucking dollars. Go suck a D. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to say. I, I'm having trouble finding it, but um, the, the current DVD is on sale for one dollar and ninety two cents. So I don't know how. All right, so here we're at the scene where Kaiser went. Bernie went out to look at his tent stake. I looked away. And I'm pretty sure he he takes it off and throws it off. It, it, it's not. You know, you can clearly see the mark of where it yeah. was. And he's like, there's nothing here. But. This is something that I think as, as the mother, she's really falling flat for. I mean, she's like, there's a camp spike. There's a tent spike. There's a tent spike. Oh, my God. And they go out. And yes, the tent spike is gone. But when they see there's a huge fucking gash yeah, in, in, the, in, the in, wood. in the wood, yeah. you know, like, holy shit. She might be uh, she might be onto something there. What the fuck is going on? All right. Skip, skip to uh, some, another couple of camping in the woods now. All right, I can't. I got to do a deep dive to find. It. I thought maybe I could find it quick on top, but you know, it 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 did pop up on my uh, Google search. So it, apparently, it is something that is desired. So is this just some random couple? Were they supposed to go to the party? I don't think they were. I don't know. They're just oh, and there's the machete he picks up. No, that's we know what's gonna happen with that. Yeah, she's like, go get more fire for the. Go get more wood, wood for the fire. Go get more for the wood. And it immediately goes inside. What a bitch. Just say, just have him 
go inside with you. Just give him a strip tease. Because, I mean, <laughs> god damn it. This is also the film. I'm probably saying now. Cause, right, cause, but I found it so funny. I found it weird that in all the other previous movies, with the exception of five, but Camp Crystal Lake was such as this big spread out nature, like national park thing with a giant crystal. Like crystal Lake almost at some point seemed like the size of like one of the Great Lakes or something. It was a giant lake. It was a big fucking like, big like, fucking like lake. For 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 us in the St. Louis area, metro, especially Metro East area, Carlisle Lake. Yes, like Carlisle Lake. That's yeah, a great yeah. You can take a boat out onto it and drive. Yeah, yeah, a big, big lake. But in this movie, it's basically Crystal Pond. It's they. It's so small. Yeah. In this lake, in, in this movie, that it's it. That was one thing. I can't, as I got older and watched more, it kind of angered me because it makes it seem like. Because in the other ones, there's it's so big. There's a campground over here. There's a town over there. It's so expansive what it can yeah. do. And here it's just this tiny little lake. So that means everything is cramped. Like it just, it really brings the scale down. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It sucks. Which makes it more weird when Jason goes five miles out of his way. Yeah. So we just saw fucking camper camp, guy, camp man, get punched through the back. Uh, again, a rare move for Jason. You big hunk of a man, come and get me, Dan. You hunk of a man. <laughs> Dan, Dan, the hunk of man. Yeah, a girl in sleeping yellow sleeping bag in the oh, tent. Oh boy, here comes here comes my uh, one of my favorite kills of oh, all time. Everybody's favorite kill. So here comes the iconic yellow sleeping bag kill. Yep. If you're not familiar with it, then fuck you. <laughs> you should know exactly what's happening. I actually have some good notes on this after this is over. Wham! Done. And she's dead. And she is blasted. From what I understand, it was multiple times. Yes. Um. Here's where I got. Kane Hodder had difficulty with the scene where he kills the camper and seemed bag by bashing into the tree because the dummy inside was heavier than he thought it would be. This scene required a number of retakes because he kept swinging as hard as he could, but no matter how hard he swung, the scene bag, he couldn't get it to look right. By the final take, he was so fed up with the situation that after he dropped the bag, he kicked it angrily. This is a shot that appears in the final film. I don't think they show the kick though. In retrospect, Hodder says that the that he was uh, it was became one of his favorite kills of all time, and he also claims that the man can weigh about ninety five pounds. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, if you if you make a life size dummy like in there, I mean, yeah, Kane Hodder's a big strong guy. At the same time, whipping yeah. a, a ninety five pound person dead weight, too. dead yeah. dead weight in the bag like that. Yeah, he can probably get a couple good whips here and there, but after like. You don't over have you don't have a lot of takes in. See, yet. here's again. Look how small that lake is. It's a fucking pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, speaking of the sleeping bag kill, it was. This is kind of sick. This makes you wonder about the writer. Apparently, it was inspired by the screenwriter's urges to kill his own sister. <laughs> According to Hanley, the writer, I used to shove my brother into a sleeping bag when I was a kid. I once had a fantasy of killing my kid's sister the same way. I guess that's why it becomes so popular because people can relate to it. What? I cannot. I've never fantasized about murdering a sibling in a sleeping bag before. I can't relate to that. I I have an older sister, not that much older. I never fantasized about killing my sister before. Yeah, that in any is, way, shape, or form. Um, if any authorities are listening, go find Dan Henley and might check him for any unanswered murders or yeah. something. Uh, he should be a person of interest in something. I'm sure. So this is where Melissa's creeping around in her designer clothes, which I kind of love. <laughs> creeping on. Uh, uh, Tina and hunky 
jean jacket guy. I saw my father get killed. Yeah, he uh, he's got good hair. I could see him being a soap star. I know you mentioned he's in a lot of soap opera stuff. So yeah, I could see that. Gen um, generic hunky. Yeah, generic hunky. You know. Now they they hear some scattering, some some brush twitching, and they go to look to see. You know, Melissa's not there, but it was Melissa that was creeping. Um, here's another fact about talking about the lake itself or the pond as I go up uh, during the film filming the producers hired Leslie Busby a local gator man to be the alligator wrangler and keep gators away from the actors however alligators are not active in the winter when they were filming in October November so they basically end up paying this guy to do nothing but watch the lake watch Sweet. the water free money basically Dude, I bet he was just like yeah, I'll uh, I'll make sure those gators are obey. <laughs> yeah, he knew. You he got knew. it. Of course he knew. <laughs> he, knew. he didn't say, "Well, gators aren't gonna be active, man. You're gonna be fine." Yeah, you know. He took that money. Yeah, he's like, "I'll I'll I'll do my best." <laughs> you got it. God, the mother is so weird looking. I just can't. I can't. I I can't describe it. She's just such a strange looking person. I cannot get over. Bernie it. looks like reminds me so much of fucking Robert Downey Jr. Now, I look at him and see like a very much like an older like it's like it's fucking Iron Man, dude. I'm oh looking yeah, at Tony Stark in the eighties. Sure, I can see that. <laughs> I can totally see that. Absolutely. All right, so our other our main our other group of girls are out barbecuing some uh, shababs, just kebabs there, they're drinking cooking, booze, cooking the food for the men folk. I don't think that grill's even turned on. Yeah, no shit. That's just, they're just sitting there. <laughs> those, those kebabs ain't doing a goddamn thing. They ain't cooking anything. Just sitting there in the sun. Oh, here's Token Black Guy with a football. <laughs> they, every black guy in every horror movie in the was always the jock. <laughs> He's got a basketball or a football. or In, in part eight, he was a boxer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a... yeah. I like how they really accepted Tina into their group. You know, like, everyone there is like, hey, Tina, no one here knows you, and you just are next door, but we like you. Come on and hang out. They, yeah. they really bring Tina under their wing, except for Melissa, who is yep. a bitch to everyone. Our, our greaser kind of Judd Stoner, Nelson wannabe. Yeah. And our army jacket patch man. He's the author of the group. He's the sci the sci-fi nerd. Sci-fi, yeah. The sci-fi nerd. He's got the German army jacket, like the eighties punk rock kind of yep. army jacket on. Which I don't mind. I always see, like this that. See like... this scene right here. Kind of makes me think of that. You know, don't do don't do drugs. She's like, I've never done drugs, but I'm gonna do drugs now because boys. Because so boys. I just yeah. I get the impression that you know they you know she's she wants to be the wild and crazy, but you know old nerd. Fucking mousy chick. <laughs> oh, they're teasing. Oh, they're teasing. Don't oh, tease Tina. Oh, she's giving the death stare. She cannot take a joke. Oh. And there goes the pearl necklace. I gotta say, the actress actually flexed her neck muscles there too, to make it give a little more emphasis on, uh, I guess energy or something going on force. around her neck. Yeah, the, <laughs> she uses the, the force. force. Yeah, the telekinesis powers, the Jean Grey powers, if you will. She's gonna turn a dark phoenix at the end of the movie. Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. 
You ever give a pearl, give a girl a pearl necklace? Yeah, we're gonna go there right now. Why not, baby? Yes. Ah, good for you. I did too. Cheers. Cheers to that. All right. Only once. Only once. It was. <laughs> She's not doing a good job of like trying to show herself as a rational person. No. She just <laughs> I I I love the fact that I'm a medical professional and the guy's just like, Alright, I'm gonna put you back in the loony bed. You're gonna be fucked. <laughs> like it's not exactly how it works, man. Oh, there here goes the TV. Although I do have to say, as a medical professional, <laughs> I've never seen a patient throw a TV at the doctor with their mind. Yes. So, it eh, might be a little different. Things might be a little different. Oh, it's instantly dark time. Dark time? Nighttime? Nighttime. Dark time. Dark time. It's instantly dark time. Dark time. Another beer, please. Another beer. <laughs> So Michael was the first uh, guy in the woods that got killed with the girl. Oh, okay. So cousin Michael, whose birthday it is. Well, we've had two guys killed in the woods. Which one was Michael? He was the one whose oh, car yeah, broke the down. First one, the, very, the first one. The second one's name was yeah. Dan. Yeah, Dan, Dan. Stud man, Dan, Dan, you hunk a man. Dun, yep. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to take a quick pause because uh, the beer is going through me. Marshall's got to use Go take a uh, potty break. Be right back. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. All right. Sorry about that, but uh, when nature calls, nature's calls. So we are pushing play again. Pushing one, two, three. Pushing play now. All right. Here we go. So uh, Tina just walked in from Gene Boy. Nick panning over to uh, Tina's house to the party house. To right the party now. house. Um, so I looked up online. I did find a, a Greek version. Of this movie of Friday Thirteenth Part Seven, A New Blood, a Greek, uh, with Greek subtitles made for the Greek audience, etc., selling for eighty dollars. Mm. So I don't know if that's uh, possibly part of the Dutch release. Who knows? I don't know. But here we go. We're getting to skinny dipping scene now with what's her name? Aaron, <laughs> shut up. Skinny dipping. Yeah, that's right. I'm about to get nudity. Stop shut talking up. about trivia. If I get tits, um, I forget this character's name, but the other blonde. <laughs> yeah, she just. Strips off. Nice butt. Nice butt. That's Sally. I don't know. She runs into the lake. Buck naked. She's loving it. <laughs> she looks, she kind of reminds me of the uh, the zit friend from Slower Party Master yeah, 2. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. And here comes Jason around the corner. Sorry, prep school. Your days are numbered. Any final requests as he tries to scramble away? This shirt is so pastel and bright. Oh, axe to the head. Ooh, I just love... I, that's one of my favorite Friday 13th kills because it's, it's smooth and seamless. Like, the axe doesn't catch on anything. It just cuts right through the face. <laughs> I love that. Jason's on the shore, kills the guy. She pops out of the water, sees his dead body. Now Jason's like pops up out of the water. Like, what? <laughs> he got into the water... He gets some great upshot nakedness. Yeah, you can see some the, vag and uh, 
I would imagine uh, some yeah. lips there and some hair. <laughs> I love how graphic you are with the description. Titties there. We got some lips, yeah. We got some some lips, some hair, some labia majora, some labia minora. I think if she spreads wide enough, we can see a little vulva action going on. Perhaps the ovaries will come into play. <laughs> anyway, she gets pulled down by her aunt. But she's dead. You were, you were in it to win it. Well, I figure in case, you know, I forget people aren't, you know, watching along, but I feel like it's my job to, de- you know, de- to really break it down yeah, for them. I got to give it the most detail possible. It's an audio format. It's not visual. Got to let them know what they're getting. <laughs> I love how they show the black couple and the girl looks like she's a f- dressed like a fucking child. Yeah. Overalls and a kid's shirt, she's basically. She's overalls with a bright, like, goofy yellow shirt with a big, fluffy blue bow in her hair. Kid. Yes, she looks very, like a cat, like some a couch patch kid would wear. Yes, or my buddy, like my buddy, the, yeah. my buddy doll. That's exactly yeah, my yeah. buddy. That's yeah. it. So nerdy girl is now about to get all sexified. Oh, take those glasses off. This is her. She's all that moment. Yeah. Like she's never used makeup before in her life, and now she's gonna use it. All right, Jason's dragging uh, our naked, naked girl. Good for her. Committing to the that's bit. a stunt woman, actually. They actually hired a stunt woman just to be dragged naked up the shore. Yeah, you're gonna get scratches, all kinds of rocks and shit. Well, if they're good movie producers, they make sure all the, that stuff is cleaned out of the sink, get all those rocks and sticks and stuff off You of don't the... want it too clean, though. <laughs> she, 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 stupid... she is persistent. Star Mummy. I did like that because he was so stoned. She is persistent, and maybe this is something that I learned as a youth: is if you ignore girls and are kind of not not necessarily a dick to him, but like just a little rude to him, like he's like, I don't even like you. They will pursue as hard as they can. Just oh, don't Jason's be don't be a total now. don't be a total dick. Just a little bit of a dick. There you go, guys. Dating advice with Aaron. Uh, yeah, don't don't be a total dick to girls. Just a little dick. Just a little dickish. Back to Bernie sitting his. Little office den. He's like, did I get my Maserati painted? And what's he opening out of the drawer? The tent stake he pulled out of the wall earlier. That sneaky fuck. That sneaky son of a bitch making Tina seem extra cuckoo birds. Yep. Taking the spike out of the wall. Melissa's, uh, yeah, she's actually probably the least attractive girl here, in my opinion. Uh, I think nerdy girl is, or the black girl. Dude, I'd, I'd rather go with either one of them before I go with that Melissa. She's just too, she's, it's, she's. Melissa or mom? Melissa or mom? <laughs> mom. Really? Mom's got some ass on her, at least. <laughs> mom looks like she's been playing tennis since the 40s. Speaking of mom, mom just entered a dark room. Without, for some reason, not turning a light on, for some reason. Part of our theme song, brother. Yeah. Finally. She geez. turns a desk lamp there on instead go. of the actual lamp, but yeah, still something. But yeah, mom. Mom before Melissa. Melissa's just too fucking skinny. Just like bone-thin skinny. She's, uh, she's skinny. I don't think she's that skinny. She ain't got no ass. She ain't got no titties. Nobody in this movie really has any titties, to be honest with you. Which is surprising for a horror movie. Normally, at least you get one bimbo character with the, the big tits. Right? N- not in this one. Yeah, well, the girl who drowned had at least something. Something, yeah. yeah. So, Bernie's out wandering around the 
Wood's now trying to find himself or something. With the, I don't uh, know. the quarter turtleneck? <laughs> yeah. Finds a dead body in a tree. Yeah, he... And a bloody steak. Tent steak. So, he, he sees this. It yep. is now manifested. So, I'm wondering, does he think that... Is he like, holy shit, Tina did this? Or, or if there's an actual somebody, killer. Yeah. Because yeah. that's why he doesn't, like, totally freak the fuck out, I think. No, oh, my fingerprints are on this. And Throw now this here down. comes the lightning. I guess he's got a pop collar on a sport coat. <laughs> with, with, a, like, with like with a, a quarter, quarter turtleneck. Turtle yeah, that's an interesting look. So, it's a weird look, man. So it mom was, now finds a tent stake in, the, in his de- in it Bernie's was, desk It drawer. was a late 80s. They're trying to figure shit out. <laughs> and a VHS tape in a nice box, too. Clamshell. Clamshell, yeah, thank clamshell you. Clamshell box, It's yeah. weird like you just carry those around. Like, I get that I'm taking a tape to record also, but you carry around clamshells now, too. Like, Hey, man, you got to keep it protected. This is this is medical research. Right, but I'm just, this I is a, just this being is, a regular sleeve. This is my research VHS. <laughs> I'm going to spring for the uh, $3.99 <laughs> clamshell upgrade. Bernie comes back in. And he is pissed that mom is snooping through his shit. Well, mom's pissed at him, too, for lying. Yeah. No, no, nobody cares. <laughs> Just give me Jason. Give me Psychic Girl. I'll be happy. You know, it's so funny. I remember as a kid, I remember watching Weekend at Bernie's and thinking, this is a great actor. <laughs> Bernie. Yeah. I'm going to see him in all kinds of stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> and I saw him in this. And I was like, oh, yeah. Here we go. Weekend of Bernie's. And I, I didn't realize this was before. This was before. This was actually, he did Weekend of Bernie's right after this movie. That's it was, fucking hilarious. I think Weekend of Bernie's, I think, came out in 89. Mm. It, was the, it, it was the very next movie yeah. he did after this movie. So, he went from this to Bernie. That's hilarious. Uh, I thought for sure Weekend of Bernie's guy was going to be in all kinds of stuff. Brilliant <laughs> actor. Brilliant. Brilliant. It ain't easy playing dead convincingly. Didn't uh, didn't pan out that way, Marshall. Well, yeah. Well, I think he once. Yeah, he did. We get Bernie's two and Mannequin two. I think you kind of have the writings on the wall there. So Tina's eavesdropping outside his office, hearing what he's Bernie and Mama are talking about. And Ma- Bernie just he says, always yes. threats. He's always threatening. Like I'm going to have her committed. I'm going to take her away. You can't just do that. Yeah. So Tina is grabbing her keys and she's going to steal the car and leave. It's just funny, like, hearing all that, like, I want to take her away. I'm going to take her, and you, there's nothing you can do about it, Ma. And Mom's like, oh, no. You know, I'm just like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> what do you got to do? Well, Tina's racing down a dirt road past, what's his name, come car on the side of the road. So, and, uh-oh, what she, now she's saying visions of Jason killing Mama in the middle of the road. She sees visions of Jason butt-humping Mom. <laughs> And then crashes the tree. The lamest crash ever. And we, I, we've seen worse. Yeah. The one we saw in, uh, God, Devil's Reign. That was worse than that one. Devil's one. Reign was bad, but the worst one I think of all time was, um, uh, Lover's Lane. 
Oh, God. The Valentine's Day yeah, one. Yeah, I remember that movie. That was probably the worst accident. That was pretty... I don't know. I think was, that was Rain was better. It was worse. dark outside, light outside, dark outside, <laughs> yeah. and light out. Like, Lover's Lane, it just right. changing, the changing, changing, changing. I'm saying change. the crash itself, I think, was worse than Devil's Rain. Because oh, that, no. that was like they just barely even... just barely, It was like tip to tip. Like, they just tipped, tapped the uh, tree with the car. So, so she was running off. So she Nerdy passed, girl's all sexified now. Yeah, she is. But she passed that guy's car, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same guy who was five miles outside of Crystal Lake. Yeah, I guess we're five so miles. So she's now. Five, like they really need to tighten up that uh, that but radius. Is it Matt? Is it his car? Or was it Dan's car? I don't, don't know. Again, his car regardless, was. it's still like yeah, a, a car. At most five miles out, which is a lo- it's a far way. It's a far way for yeah, people. I still gotta to do Melissa in the nerd because at least Melissa, you know, she's gonna she's gonna be dirty girl in the slack. She's going to be fun. That's, Nerdy Girl ain't going to know what the shit she's doing. That's true. That's true. Nerdy Girl's going to be scared. Like, uh, what's a penis? What do I do with it? Uh, what? <laughs> Put it here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. If, if that's part of the criteria, then... It's not part. I'm just something to think. I just mm-hmm. something to think about. You're picking your... You can tell you, like, you play a lot of... Uh, Role-playing games. <laughs> yeah, she like, may not be as attractive, but she does have the slut factor of a plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> we call that we call that charisma. Her <laughs> charisma modifier would be to the roof. <laughs> In the D&D world, we call that charisma. Charisma, you call it. Her <laughs> charisma's bonus, yeah, would be very high. <laughs> A.K.A. she knows how to work that dick. Yeah. <laughs> So nerdy girl is walking around the woods now for some reason. Oh, she's lost an earring. Oh my god, my earring! Hey man, who knows? Might be expensive. I, yes. Nerdy girl does have a face like a trog. Yeah. And of course she's not wearing her glasses because she had to take those off to, for her. Uh, she's all that moment because I thought she looked better with the glasses on. Honestly. All right, she's found her earring. Thank God. Convenient, man. That's quick. Find it. We story can move forward. Let's go. Oh, man, down comes preppy prep school guy with preppy like, no face shirt. now. <laughs> His face has been split open from uh, the axe swing. Let me there's see. Jason. She goes prancing through the woods. She does run pretty well in high heels. For funny, he's probably never been in heels before. High stepping, baby. You gotta be high stepping. Runs to some barn, some building. Who knows where this is now? Because it certainly wasn't part of the other, uh, air, the, the other two. No, the other home, and again. Home. Girl, wouldn't you, like, don't you, you see that you're trapping yourself inside of this yeah. building. And Trump this, making noise over that. This isn't a giant building. It'd be different if it was, like, a big warehouse. Again, a big warehouse. It's a tiny, it's, it's a shack. It's a large shack, small barn, basically, is what it is. Dirt floors. Oh, and- I gotta hand it to her, though. She does scuttle underneath to get away from him pretty well. Yeah. It's a pretty good shot. But Jason just goes, I see you, bitch. <laughs> there you are. And he just pops his head right up. and I got you, bitch. And he now plays, he disappears. He plays oh, no, dumb. He, he plays he's, dumb. He's, he's like, away. well, I guess she's gone. Don't be he does dumb. take her heels off, which is a smart move to uh, run around easier. Hey, she ain't the brainy girl for nothing. Yeah, it's true. But she wasn't brain enough to not lock herself into a small building. True. Oh, I get you get try to hide. I, I I get that. You don't know what we were running into, I guess. But oh, there's Jason again. Yeah, Jason's about to leave, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Nah, nope, I'm gonna pick of, up a sickle. Change of heart. 
Old smarty pants ain't gonna outsmart me here. She seems to be aware that he's right there, though. Yep. Yeah. And bust through the wall, sickle, and cut away. Again, this, from what I, I really do understand, this movie was butchered quite a bit from the MPAA. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And I, I we did talk about the Dutch cut, but I remember watching a, re, a very in-depth in review by uh, Cinemasker. Uh, Cinemasker did a good review on this before. Um, and they said on the Blu-ray... On their extras, you can see a lot of the unedited, uncut deaths. Now, it's unfortunate because it's not incorporated into the actual film itself. Yeah. But it's you can still see them outside of, you know, if you still really right. want to see them, you can see them. Anyway, so Mom and Bernie just found Tina's car on the road. And they take off running to the woods now. And Jason's now showed up at the party house. <laughs> where, where nerdy Stunner. guy... Stoner doing his tidy whities ass in the air. Trying. The funny thing is about just, that scene, like it, the white, it looked like he was, it was like a, almost a onesie. Because the shirt and the white, were, there was no separation. It looked yeah. like it was a one piece, like baby onesie. His, his uh, white t-shirt, his white undershirt is so tight against his whitey tidies. It looks like one piece. It did. All right, Jason go up to the van. Kind of felt bad for the, I was, you know, even, even as a kid, I was like, why the black couple got to be out in the van? Why can't they well, be banging Well, apparently they're rotating inside? because they rotate because earlier it was the white couple that was in the van getting it on. Is that what they were doing? Were they rotating? I guess they're rotating because remember the first one was like, this is my uncle's house. That's so true. The van. Yeah, like, that's a good point. It's, it's the banging van. I guess it's like taking numbers. Oh, take, my turn for the van. Take turns. Okay. Happy fucking birthday. You know, these actually probably are the best actors, and they're featured like the least amount of this movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's there. No one's there. See, I was I was a little. The, the, this guy seems a little too committed to giving the spooks to Michael or to to go out there. I thought his know? name was Michael. No, Michael's the guy who's supposed to be. Yeah, he oh, just said, come on, Michael. That's right. Okay. I'm not doing good keeping these characters straight in this movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All you got to know is Tina and Melissa. And Nick, really. Michael. Tina, Nick, and Melissa. Yeah. yeah. And we know Bernie and Mom. Bernie and Mom. Yeah. Bernie, Mom, Jason. Yeah, the rest disposable. Oh, I mean, this guy like gets like the party favor in the eye or something like that. Oh, that's her. That's her. That's her death. That's hers. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember his? I, I remember it. Party, I thought he was the party favor. Some. Okay, then let's see. Yeah. His is pretty classic. This is uh, the first time I think they've ever done this on Friday Thirteenth. A head crush. And he's crushing his head. And this I don't one. Know if that's the first time. I'm not. I'm not a Friday Thirteenth historian, by but. I, don't, I can't imagine that's the first time he ever did a head crush. Well, it's definitely the most one that left the biggest impression on me. So you saw a little bit of blood coming out there. Yeah. And I remember seeing on the Cinemasca review, they showed like the actual kill. It is gruesome. Mm. He keeps crushing and crushing. There's blood flying everywhere. It's flying everywhere. He's It's in slow motion. He's waving his head okay, back and forth. Now the girl gets the party favor. <laughs> right in the eye. In the soft eye hole. Old <laughs> soft, soft eye, eye hole. hole. 
But apparently, it's it's an incredibly you know gruesome, what, I, I slow motion, like, crushing of the head. It's really intense, and they, they know, had I, to... Before I yeah. was doing my notes or doing a little research for this watch-along, I never knew that about this movie that was edited so much. I... And that makes me so sad now. Yes. Like, I, I'm so disappointed in this movie now. Like this, it can like, like this is one of my favorite ones too. Yeah. And now it's like, now I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like fuck this movie. Like it's like ruining like that thing. I like that fondness I had for this movie, knowing that it was so bastardized and so butchered and, and like taken, cut back on what could have been even better. Now we're left with like this. But like, the MPAA did so much to like horror movies, you know, like all the trauma movies that got butchered and like put on the chopping block. Like Trauma War got fucking butchered. A lot of the Toxies later got butchered. So much stuff got, you know, because they had. Man, it, everybody's getting it on right now. I'm sorry, but this is, we've gone to our third coming out with getting it on. We had the black couple dead. We had Melissa and Nerdy Guy making out, but they he just left. They split. But now we go to another. Now we go to the redhead and the. Greaser guy, yeah, and they're getting it on. Man, it's just a sex fest. Well, she's going the only on. one that shows her titties. Well, good for her. Girl on Lake was naked too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, she, where's her titties at? I'm like, oh, there they are. The micro <laughs> from my English and my microphone's blocking her tits. I had to move my head. I'm like, oh, there they are. Now these are the stone. They're they're all stoned. She's got some okay tits too, I guess. But a lot, yeah. Just surprisingly, like everybody in this cast is relatively, uh, they're normal on the people. flatter side. Well, they're just the flatter or normal, normal people. Yeah. All right. So Nick and Tina just find the dead body in the tree. They find Michael. Mike. Okay. There he is, Michael. Yeah. For, for a guy who has very little in this movie, his name is mentioned quite a bit. This thing's been mentioned more than like the actual characters that are still alive. I still know their name. <laughs> yeah, but we know Michael. We know Michael for he sure. On, he's been on screen. For, he, he had a whole three minutes <laughs> of screen presence. Yeah. Oh, All right, hand me another one of those beers. All right, Jason enters the house. The scene coming up, there's a scene coming up that... It's one of my favorites from when I was a kid. It, it always stuck with me as being actually like I remember being scared. Like, oh, that's, it was scary, but it was cool at the same time. And um, it wasn't a kill or anything. It was, just, it was something else. But I'll, oh, I know what you're talking about. Red tidy whities red red whities red red tidies. I'm sorry. See, I think they did There's a good. A titty. I think they did a good job of selling these people as high. You know, because he, he fell out of bed and she's laughing. Goes, it's dark, you know, and they're just kind of they're just like goofy, you know. Whereas other movies is like they're hallucinating half the time when they smoke weed. They're just goofy. You know, he's not so forgetful. He doesn't give her a flashlight. He gives her one. Yeah, it, it involves this guy too coming up here. No, she's going to do that flashlight while he's gone. Yeah, it's right here. This scene right here. He enters the kitchen. It's all dark. The power's all, out. Yeah, power's dark. He's in the kitchen. Balloons all around. Lightning flashes. Lightning flashes, and he's in the corner. Yeah, that scene to me was always one of my favorites from all yeah. the all the Friday 13th. And it's like, subtle. It's yeah. subtle. Yeah. Uh, I did know it's like this. If you if you know he's there and you're looking for you can kind of see him before lightning strike. But at the time, I, I was like, that's awesome. It's so scary. Like, oh, my God, he's right there. And I was, as a kid, like, yeah, I love that. Still love to this They day. borrowed that from, I think, like, Halloween, you know. They, or, oh, yeah. I'm sure. A lot of things. But it just, it was so It was so still cool. very cool. I loved it. 
And now he comes sneaking up with his Michael Myers kitchen knife. Giant kitchen knife, Jesus. Oh, knife into the gut. Quick death. I don't think you would die that quick from that stabbing. You would be uh, you'd be hanging on a little longer than that. Yeah, that's kind of lame. That was a Again, lame one. I don't, know if there's lot, more. I don't know if there's more to that one or not, but that was kind of a lame one. It's unfortunate. A lot of the deaths, not all of them. Some There's some good ones in here. But a lot of the deaths in this movie are just, like you said, butchered. You know, it's unfortunate. And well, I'm Tina really and curious. Are, Tina and Nick are back in the uh, in Bernie's office. They find the tent stake that she talked about. She's like, that bastard. And All right, so she finds a gun in the drawer. Yeah. What kind of doctor is this? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You got a fucking gun? He's an American, Marshall. Yeah, he's an American. <laughs> and now she finds the journal notebooks of all the Crystal Lake clippings. and This is important. Jason Voorhees. This is where she realizes, whoops. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I may have fucked things up, guys. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so about your cousin being murdered? Yeah. Anyway, think... shit's going crazy now. The room is shaking. Everything's falling off. She's having a conniption fit. Nick realizes she's a fucking Jean Grey. I always like the music. Yeah, I always thought the music was very cool. As a kid, it was like mystical creepy. Like she has mystical, like psychic powers, but they're also creepy. And this is kind of funny because the guy is going through. Like when I remember watching this as a kid, I thought to myself, maybe this was his birthday party. This was supposed to be his. But no, he's opening up the guy who hasn't shown up to his own birthday party. He's opening up. That guy's presence. What the fuck what? are they doing now, though? What he's like going like a, like a Walkman over the presence and like scanning like he's a fucking Star Trek ground he's, team he's, or something. He's like, high too, you know. He's just being ridiculous. But is I, he I, high? I did, I, I did know. like this. The personal penis enlarger consists of a magnifying glass. Yes, that's wah, that, that's wah, the Spencer's wah. gift. Yeah, gift. Yeah, you get that but. Spencer's gift in the mall. But I remember in the anyway, 80s... We, saw, uh, we should say, we did see Melissa at this point sneak exit, out of the house. Exit she's, the room. But gone. I just remember in the 80s, it was like... Oh, 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 oh. Personal pe- magnifying glass. Oh, how do they think of this stuff? Holy shit. I remember that. I remember that being in the 80s, being a kid. Like, they're so cool. Now as an adult, I'm like... Ugh. <laughs> Oh, so serious. Not, not, not a, hey, Nick's got a good plan. Get everyone and get out. Yeah. Everybody get together. Dude, they didn't eat any of the cake. That's the most unbelievable and thing. And he's got, he, this, this, this is a Spencer's gift's birthday. He's got the titty cup. The titty coffee mug. A piece of large. Like, he just went to Spencer's gift to buy everything for this movie. Anyway, Jason just kills. Nerdlinger. Ner- nerd guy. Nerd. <laughs> Old nerdlinger got killed. <laughs> and now he's slowly going upstairs to the redhead in the bed. Who just got done using that flashlight in a. Complete inappropriate manner. Damn, bro. You went there. I like to think that's what happened. <laughs> she just had, you know. Some more she, titties. She was in her post-coital bliss. Girls, she might not. We all know that girls can go. And she, if they, she probably didn't get off. That guy's high. He, he, you know he didn't get her. So to, she had to use a mag light to. Probably bigger, too. Damn. 
Like, yeah. Bigger, bigger. It had to be bigger. bigger. And it was black. I was about to say, bigger and blacker. <laughs> God. Yeah, this is what happens when we freestyle. Yeah. We just... Boom. Yeah, start drinking too much. Yeah. Watching this. <laughs> she's she's looking for her, her boy. It's an ugly quilt on the wall. Yeah, big time. Blanket. It's probably more. It's not a quilt. That's a blanket, but pretty ugly. Now he did clearly say that he was going downstairs for beers. Yes. And she's like, "Well, I'm just gonna snoop around upstairs now." This is the yeah yeah she, she should have gone to straight downstairs. Do you got anything on this chick? No, no, I don't have anything on her. Cause uh, I don't think she has a bad job, by any means. I mean, compared to anybody else. I mean, you else, can look you up, know. go to IMDb and look up the kid and try to figure out who she is. But I don't know what character. I don't know her name or who you know what she does. So she's finds one of the room all messed up. Does find a bong. But yeah, there's a bong on the table. Which is funny. I don't think I've ever noticed that before until until just now. Well, you know what it looks like now. As, yeah. as, as a kid, I didn't know what a fucking as a bong t- was. As a so. nine or ten year old, you'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's clearly a bong. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, there's even pretty, joints and there's more. There's joints everywhere. And what yeah. looks like grass clippings in a bag? I guess that's supposed <laughs> to be pot. <laughs> it's just like a prezi salad or something. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Little mozzarella, slice of tomato. It's delicious. Hey. <laughs> Why would he be in there? How high are you? I will say we get one of the uh, famous jump scares here, of just of just uh, the horror Mary, horror, oh, horror, the cat? horror movie cliche jump scares. The tropes is it, is it a cat? Yeah. Well, you'll out? you'll have to see. Oh my god, it's a cat! <laughs> Which we have not seen the entire movie. <laughs> We're, we're no an hour, 20 minutes in the movie now, and there's, we, this is the first time we've ever seen a cat. Like, no one's cat mentioned a cat. No one's seen a cat. No <laughs> one's scooped a cat box. No one's fed a cat. Yeah, no, there's only a cat. Locked in a closet. Locked in a closet all for God knows how long. Because they've been there this whole time. Like, has that clock, that thing's been there for like days, days weeks, at least maybe. A, at least, a, at least two a, days. Yeah, at least two days. Poor cat. Closet gonna stink too. That's gonna be cat pissing shit all over that closet. She's high. She didn't give a shit. She's like, it's soft. <laughs> She's on pot, not ecstasy. <laughs> nope. She found blood on the bed. Looks over, and there's someone's head. Oh, that's her. Bo- that's her Bo's head. Jason comes out of into the. Into the room. Now this is when fucking Kane Hoddard made Jason creep Jason creepy to me. Like he he doesn't let you leave the room. He, he's oh he lets you leave. He let her leave. He just but she you know. definitely looks like she's clearly jumping out the window. She's and I thought Oof. that was the worst death. The worst. Death. The worst. The window throw. She he like great start, and then she falls and hits the ground and. We don't see any blood. We don't see her impaled. We well, don't yeah, see. Well, again, it could be, you know. You're yeah, right. Be, you're, I, you're... I thought that would have been cut too yep. much, but uh, unless there was original. Actually, I think I read something in my notes. Somewhere. I don't think I wrote it down, but I read somewhere about that kill. Like, either it was. The original kill was different. 
I, I think they did get cut by the MP, and then they, that was a reshoot. They had to go back to LA, it looks, reshoot that kill. It looks choppy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. That was a reshoot. They had to, they, yeah. The original one was like they had to cut it or get rid of it, and so after the movie is done, they like, all right, we got to reshoot. They probably shot that in LA, and, and that was a last minute add in re- substitute kill. Yeah, it's a very ugly kill. And honestly, I don't know if it would kill you. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it would yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. So you get a wind knockout, like, you'd be like, oh, They even Jesus. show her land like on her feet, fall to her knees and she's under her fa- chest. Yeah, she's falling feet. Like, her fall yeah. is weird looking too. She, she lands on her feet and then crashes forward for the momentum. I get it. I understand. I'd fall the same way, but I'd probably go, ah, God, it hurts so much. Yeah. Get up and get out of there. So we're back to mom and Bernie in the woods. I do love when mom goes, Tina! She just has a giant Care Bear mouth. Ooh, drops the F-bomb. Oh, and here comes Jason. God, I love his teleporting. So, yeah, yeah, that's... He's at the party house, and now he's out in the middle of the woods. Because we've already established these guys could be as much. If if not more than five miles out. I love the fact he's now... The weapon he's got now is like a fucking... Dude, it's like it, a pruning. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. I think it's supposed to be a pruning, but look at the blade on that thing. That thing looks like something you see in like a Mortal Kombat video game. Yeah, or like it's huge, like Shaolin. Like, monk. Yeah, like it's one of those old yeah. like ancient martial arts weapons that like you see a kung fu like a what? monk be using or something <laughs> like that. Not quite Naginata, but Jesus Christ! It's oh, this is close. where Bernie uses the mom for the shield. A... Yeah. And I feel bad because mom knows it's happening. She's like, no, no. <laughs> That's the worst part. But at the same time, I loved it. I like because it just really signifies just how wormy and shitty of a person he is. And I, I, I thought it was perfect. Oh, it is character. perfect. But I just felt so bad for mom because, yeah. you know, she's not as big as him. And she knows, she sees Jason coming. And it's like, oh, I'm fucked. Oh, no, oh, no. That's got to be the worst. You can't do anything about it because some asshole's physically holding you there. All right, so Nick just found a uh, greaser. No, that's a nerd. Sci- sci-fi, sci-fi nerd. nerd. Body nerd. under the coffee table. Jason it just kind of gives this point of giving up hiding bodies. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. hiding closets, hiding them up in trees. This way he's like, fuck it, just put it. It's, it's the equivalent of putting, basically throwing a carpet over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just brush it over. Shove under it carpet. underneath the coffee table. There <laughs> yeah. we go. So Nick runs over to shove, Tina's house. Shove it in there. Here we go. You get Tina. Oh, he has the gun now, by the way, too. It's where the music... The music's always been solid, though. Man, I gotta tell you. Friday 13th music has always been fucking... Yeah, I always, I, I've always been... Yeah, it's always had pretty good music. Mm-hmm. Great job, like, building suspense and... Yeah, Henry Manfredi... Manfredi? Mm-hmm. Whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did the music for this one, too, but, yeah, he, he knocks it out of the park. And in comes Melissa. What's she doing? Taking a shit? <laughs> what are you doing here? Taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you guys she listen- would be the type of girl that would have to like leave the building, not just shit somewhere else, so no one, no one's around. Yeah, to maintain that mystique of girls don't shit. Girls don't poop. <laughs> Mystical butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for show. <laughs> it's for- it doesn't function. It's just for show. It's for show, not for go. <laughs> <laughs> the Mine's entrance only. There's no exit. <laughs> Okay, so Tina and Bernie have met up in the so woods. So Tina's now. out, who knows, five miles away also. Yeah. <laughs> Runs into Bernie, who's blood spattered now. Blood? 
Yeah, this uh, Bernie doesn't do a good job of trying to convince her to come back. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, he's already kind of like, like that's doesn't he learn that yelling doesn't get there? Motherfucker! I'm sorry, guys. That's that's just has some toy not to do with uh, the movie. <laughs> There's something we're talking about off air, and it just keeps getting, just keeps getting better and better and, and better. And for me, I'm like, ah. <laughs> so our friend of the show, who's been on a couple episodes, Adam Gray, has been. Uh, he moved to New York City. He's living out there now with his wife Renee. Again, she's been on two of our shows. Yeah, Adam was on one. He was on uh, Jersey Jersey Shore Massacre. But anyway, oh, Jason got the fucking gas-powered weed wagon with the saw blade. Is this on the first it. time he's used a gas-powered anything? I, it might be. He's never used a chainsaw, but he's using a gas-powered giant weed whacker. Has he not used a chainsaw before? No, I don't think so. He's had a gas. He's had a chainsaw used against him. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. But I don't think he's ever used a gas. Pardon me, a chainsaw himself. Anyway, uh, I just, just want to keep. It's like the, I, all I think about is like the Joker and Batman. He's just like, where does he get these wonderful? Like every scene, he's like he's got something to do. Like where is he getting this? Especially this guy. <laughs> where does he get the? And this, this I remember being one of the lamest deaths. I, I get the machetes, the tent spikes. He's, those are things he's finding along along the area. But fucking gas powered weed whacker with a saw blade on it. Not one pole yank. He he Ain't uppercuts him. Bernie, knocks him back. He's he's trying to wiggle away. He's got his weird touches his stomach, touches his stomach, and he's dead. And that's gotta be the MRMP. He, he just literally stuff. touches the stomach, and he crosses his eyes and dead. Anyway, what Marshall was bitching about Adam Gray, uh, he's catching a flight somewhere, and he's happened to be sitting next to. Mr. RKO himself, the Viper. The Viper, St. Louis legend, St. Randy, Louis hero. Professional wrestler, Randy Orton. And he keeps sending us pictures. Yeah. And now he's got pictures of him, like, their arm-in-arm, buddy-buddy. Yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm so jealous. Like, you're mean, we're with Randy Orton, one of the greatest wrestlers of our time, local hero for St. Louis, and we're in a fucking studio talking about shitty horror movies. I'm like, I'm so pissed <laughs> off. Like, God damn it. <laughs> hey, man. And now it's like he just keeps rubbing in our faces. He sends more and more pictures. Wouldn't you? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. So well, good. Good for Adam. Yeah, good for good Adam. For Adam. <laughs> so Adam now finds the black girl who has been taken out of the van. And now this is where tree. we get the the grand reveals. The body graveyard. Yeah. Naked girl, ner nerd nerdy girl. friend. She's there. I don't even. I did we miss her death somehow? Look, they they got the he's. He's Dude, that, that guy up again. He brought him back up. Struck him up. He's gonna swing like twice now. Yeah, he dropped from the sky once. Yeah. <laughs> they put him back up there. All right, so now here's the showdown. Tina and this Jason. Is, this is one of my favorite memories from Friday Thirteen. Yes, because there's the puddle of water right in front of him. And I feel this is where the movie really takes off, and it makes it a unique yes. Friday movie. Because now she turns into like poison ivy. She's like using her. The, Use the roots and trees to tangle up Jason and wrap him up. And, and like Jason's like, what? You, what? This isn't fair. Yeah, like, you can't do this. <laughs> what the? God damn it. <laughs> Falls into a puddle of water. Uses her force powers to break off a fucking power line. Which is still sparking and spitting. Yeah. Snakes into the water. Has a worm on over to the water. And zap. <laughs> and boom. 
And blue lightning. Blue lightning all over Jason. Sweet 80s blue lightning. Yeah, I remember this scene too. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's so cool. And down he goes, face first in the puddle of mud. Shitty band too, by the way. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Into the puddle of mud. Shitty late 90s, early 2000s butt rock band. Sometimes I like Puddle of Mud. Yeah, some, some listeners are like, fuck you, there. fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason pops back up. She runs. And this is where you get a good look at his spine, yeah. you know, as a dilapid- or deterioration, like a kneecap. I like how his kneecap's like mm-hmm. busted. He's got his split kneecap. I never noticed that before, but until just now. That's another good detail that they included. Interesting she did not lock the door. She did not lock the door. Not that the story going to do much. No, but, but you would still think after the survival instinct and how you just lock exactly, the door. Yeah. I like how the fridge is still open. They left that continuity mm-hmm. right. The fridge is still open. Yeah. Oh, he jumped in like a fucking madman. Like That's a, the most agile we've ever seen Jason. He like leaps through the window. Like a boss. Like a fucking ninja. <laughs> and he just stands there and looks like, yeah, bitch, I did that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <And> this is, <laughs> Again, Kane Hodder. This is when Kane Hodder was the first Kane Hodder Jason. And a lot of people were like, Holy shit, this guy's got some fucking moves. You can see his eyeball. Yeah, the, the one King eyeball. Like, you know, when he's when he shot like that, he he does make sure he never blinks when he's really show his eye. Mm. Yeah. He, 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 he never blinks when they show his eyeball as Jason. I do like that she uses her force powers to try and block him. Block him, but he just fucked that. She just keeps fucking him up, though. She throws a throws a couch, pretty at him. good sized couch at him. Oh, head of the head of the flower plant. Well, head whose head is that plant. supposed to be? I don't know. Is it the nerds? I think it's the nerd guy. And she throws a plotter, the a flying headbutt, a literal the guy, flying the plant headbutt potter mm-hmm. with the head in it into Jason. Yeah, that it's was, cheesy, that's but it's great. It is it's cheesy, but it's awesome. Because Jason's not too affected by. It. He's like, God damn. But then. She brings the literally brings the house down on him. <laughs> Bring the house down. Yep. There's the porch. She crushes him. And that's that's with the fucking authority right there. Yeah. So now Nick and Melissa have heard that and they're like, what? Tina comes in. Looking like a lost puppy dog. <laughs> mom. I got my mom. I like Melissa's like, uh, that's crazy pussy right there. <laughs> and yes. And just like The Undertaker from 1990s, he's like, no. <laughs> just, Will not rest in peace. Yes, that's it. This is where Melissa's all of a sudden like way high and mighty. You people yeah. give me you the creeps. people. I know. It's like, shit. So Jason gets another axe the Second now. axe. This is the second axe. Second one. Yeah. It's good that there's abundance of axes here. Yeah. And see, um, I'm okay with that weapon. Yeah. Firewood on the woods. Totally good. Mm-hmm. Lying around. Melissa drops an F-bomb. Opens the door. There's Jason. And this is one of my favorite Jason kills. Because she's just frozen in fear. Yeah. Axe to the head. To the face. And then just it and tosses her. her body behind the TV. Crashes like through a lamp. And Jason's like, you? Oh, in that shot, we just saw close-up Jason. It's a ba- you can see, like, the black, like, 
cloth they but put I do over love, his eyes. I do love this part when he he closes. He he's very nimble. He's just like fuck you. I'm. He's like I making know, sure like, they this can't is like escape. The most nimble Jason we've ever seen, and but he's also the most decayed. He should be the least nimble Jason. At we've the same ever time, seen. this is the Jason who got his ass kicked the most right now. He's like shit. This bitch is for real. Yeah, he has. She just electrocuted me. Knocked her house down on me. I gotta step up my Shut game. Up my game, yeah. <laughs> He's coming up the stairs. She's starting to use her mental powers again. I noticed they took this. The the uh, it's just the one red triangle is masking this. They didn't add the two on the sides in this yeah. one. And he didn't add those to like, like eight or something. Oh, smash him in the face with a. Oh. The light fixture smashes his face. He goes. I'm sorry. I, I I like to go through the steps. But I don't think a light fixture would knock Jason that far back into it. Because it would be made... One, he's wearing a hockey mask. Uh, Marshall, it's enhanced by mysticism. Oh, okay. Mystical force. I mean, everything else, like, I get the house falling on him. I get the... Mis- the mystical the force. <laughs> mystical force is behind like, that punch. a light bulb. It's like a punch. Him. It's like a mystical <laughs> punch. Think of it that way. A mystical Mike Tyson uppercut. And he comes but, through the fucking cross. Fuck that. He's not down yet. Throws, <laughs> Nick. Oh, they did say that Kane said that that stunt where he went through the stairs nearly was ne- nearly fatal. Like, the stairs didn't break away, probably, and like, his head almost like got like s- severely damaged. Oh, I love that she tightens Here's the strap. Here's a very famous scene. Oh, it's fucking Sherbert. It's like pink and yellow black. Ah, there's Jason full. Full zombie fucked up face. The, the mask gets so tight on his face that it breaks off, and man, does he look fucked uh, up. Another electrical wire hangs over. <laughs> This is also the, it's today, but this is the longest in any Friday the 13th movie where you ever see Jason maskless. Oh, yeah. The longest yeah. shot of him without. Rips up the floorboards, drops him through the floor into the basement. Yeah, it's so rare to see Jason without his mask. And so seeing him, I remember as a kid, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And Next. not only seeing him, but seeing him like, this is his seventh movie and he is Fucked up. He's like pure zombie now, basically. He's not even like really human anymore. Which makes sense because, you know, his body's deteriorating. He's got demon warp in sure. He's got to get out for, you know, and, and possess another body oh, pretty soon. <laughs> but I can't get over his teeth, though. His teeth are almost comical. They're so big and like buck tooth. Well, wasn't he mentally retarded also? Uh, he was deformed, yeah. Oh, yeah. De- I thought he was. Jason pulls it down into the. Oh, this is. But great. I gotta say, dude, she. Tina just. Like, as much as Jason doesn't stop, Oof, Tina nails. fucking doesn't stop either. No. She oh, just God. keeps hitting him and nails hitting him. Nails in the forehead, nails him. in the chest. Rips I, it I out. really wish some goo came out with that. Yeah. He pulled the nail out of his head. I wish more goo came out. I don't understand why this goo is like, again, like rainbow colored ice cream. We're talking about the devil's rain, but it's yeah. been just like black bi or something. Now, this is funny. But you see, like, it's like pink and green and yellow. I just have to comment on this. He got hit with so much shit and he kind of walks through it. But the gasoline, he's like, it's smelly. Get it off yeah, me. Yeah, no liquid. Get he off me. He just seems so. Like, he's backing away from it. He's, like, cowering, like, get get the gasoline. And once it stops, he's like, bitch? Yeah. That stinks. That's going to that gonna harm my lungs. <laughs> Opens the furnace. But she starts the furnace, and he looks back like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Now she turns, yeah, fire starter sets the basement on fire. Yeah, yeah I love you. He's like, you got to be kidding me. What do I have to do to get this girl? 
You have you have definitely met your match. And this was supposed to be called Jason Killer? Jason's Destroyer. Jason's Destroyer. So Jason goes up in flames. Full body burn. Full body burn. Which uh, I know Kane Hodder. I know a lot of uh, listeners will probably know Kane Hodder started as a stuntman. Yeah. And one of his stunts, I don't remember which one, but he got pretty badly burned up. So whenever you see G- Kane Hodder at uh, conventions, he always he's got severe burns on his arms and hands. It might be from this. He always he always wears um, gloves, like weightlifting gloves. When he shakes hands with people and interacts with people, he always wears weightlifting gloves. Like, full weightlifting gloves. Because uh, his hands are so fucked up. So, house is crumbling around Jason on fire. They run out of the house. Nick Tina, run, 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 run. I'm kind of curious about this part coming up. Run to the dock, not to the cars. Hit. And he goes, hit the deck! Because... Ba-boom! The house fucking explodes. What would make that house explode? Like, I don't, I guess the, maybe a gas line, I guess, but Jesus Christ. That's a big ass explosion for a fire. That's a two story cabin, wooden cabin, yeah. Wooden cabin that blew up to fucking smithereens. Like, it got hit by a goddamn missile. Like, it, there's no, that should not explode like that. It, everything's yeah, gone. Everything's gone. Yeah, no, no shit. shit. Everything's gone. <laughs> you destroyed it. <laughs> What do you think this has happened, bitch? <laughs> All right, so they're hugging, crying on the dock. I'm sorry. I just... What? And they knew it was going to explode. They're just like, oh, no, there's a fire. Run. Oh, now Jason just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, somehow. Her, somehow. Out of nowhere. Randy Orton style. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Throws her. He pull, Nick pulls the gun, shoots him. Like, that's going to do shit after everything he's been through. But he recoils from the bullets, at least. Yeah, the force. Backhands the gun into the lake, throws him down into the boat. So Tina, I guess, has got a bad knee now. I guess her <laughs> knee hurts now. His teeth are like fucking rodent teeth, like gover. They're so long. Buck tooth and like beaver. Yeah, very and... beaver teeth. Like that's what I'm like. It's, it's a little distracting. Yeah, it's very distracting. You're this menacing killing machine. And and I, you got... Yeah, and I can't <laughs> stop looking at his fucking beaver teeth. <laughs> <You're> like. <laughs> So Tina's using her powers again. Oh, up comes her dad, ripping through the dock, looking like he just crawled through some mud. Yeah, he just looks like he just has a dirty cardigan now. He hasn't been rotting for 10-plus years. Wraps the chain around Jason, pulls Jason back into the lake. Tina collapses in exhaustion. Yeah, it's like, bro. Cut to next day. Firefighters are putting out the fire. They somehow find the mask. Yeah, the broken mask. He's like, Jason. let's go together. Stockton Fire Department. Somehow now they're in Stockton, Stockton, California. Yeah, home of the Diaz brothers and UFC. Stockton, motherfucker, Stockton. All right, you don't get that one. That's <laughs> I, yeah, that dude who's carrying her has a pretty sweet mullet. Yes. God damn, that's a powerful mullet. That is. Yep. That's a power mullet right there. <laughs> Hope you guys are watching this along with our commentary because you will see that power mullet. What is it with the old-timey The ambulance hearse? Dude, every goddamn Friday 13th movie has an old-timey It's the amber hearse. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an ambulance. Old black better, amber hearse. Old black better, amber hearse. (laughs) (laughs) Off goes the ambulance. Amber hearse. The ambulance. Amber hearse. Amber hearse, yeah. That's a fun word. 
And fade to black. Roll credits. There's Friday 13th Part VII, The New Blood. There's not a lot of come down. It's like no. climax, 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 and done. It's done. like there's no, there's not a lot of downward slope. Yeah. You don't get a gentle landing with that. It's like, it's over, we're done. Oh, we get credit for all the people we saw in the, uh, the prologue. Prologue. Corey Feldman. Yep, there's Corey Feldman. So I wonder if he gets royalties from this. Oh, of course he would have. I hope he does. Yeah, of course he does. All right, so there's the movie. Um, there's a few things. I'll, I'm some uh, background trivia information. I didn't. I'll go over now that I didn't want to get to do during the movie because I didn't want to waste. To, I, you know, talk over certain stuff. Um, so there you go. So during um, filming, Kane Hodder's dressing room was a quarter of a mile down a, the dirt road from the like main set. So apparently, one night when filming ended at 2 a.m. in the morning. While still wearing the Jason costume, he decided to go walk through the woods on a path to his dressing room. As he was walking, someone approached him and asked if he was with the movie. He didn't reply because he thought it was a pretty stupid question to even ask in the first place. As he was standing there in full Jason costume, when the man asked again, Kane took a little lunge at him and grunted. The guy took off tripping and running. The next day, director John Bolcher told Kane that the local sheriff was supposed to stop by, <laughs> but he never showed up. <laughs> That's hilarious. For what, scaring a guy? Scaring a guy, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, take this is interesting. I think there is some truth to this because this, this, the, the process to make this crossover happen was probably a long time in the making. Uh, the film was originally intended to bring Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger together on screen for the first time. However, when Paramount Picture at the time held the rights to Friday the 13th, and New Line Cinema held the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street, which is weird because this was a Paramount opening, not a New Line Cinema, right. couldn't agree behind the scenes, so the script was written to pit Jason up against the telekinetic Tina Shepard instead. Which some people think was instead of a crossover with Jason, they, oh, it's Freddy versus Carrie because of telekinetic powers, basically. And they're Interesting. Just, they're just trying to grab at straws with the crossover bit. Interesting. Um, all right, all right, talk about that. Um, okay, we talk about uh, Kane Hodder's burn, the fire, the big fire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, this film set a record for the time for the longest uninterrupted on-screen controlled burn in Hollywood history. Which is weird because we just had a movie where they claimed that same thing too, but I think it was before this one was made. Mm -hmm. So it's probably took the, um, or maybe it was after. I don't know. We we've done two movies now that have claimed that longest burn to accomplish the fact they used a rigged apparatus to actually capture the ignition on film, like the moment in the moment where you actually are watching Kane Hodder truly set on fire, an effect which normally accomplished at the time via trick photography, and this time you see the. Burst. Mm -hmm. Hot, Kane Hart stays on fire for a record setting 40 seconds in the movie. Uh, the one you're thinking of was uh, Prom Night to, to Hello, Mary Lou. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. that, that was a full... That did. Mm -hmm. And that came out... Shit, when did that one come right out? Right around the same time. No, that might have been 90. Yeah, I think it was that, that came after this. So that this might... So just a few uh, Just a few years. Maybe yeah, two or so three I guess this after. was before then, then Mary Lou mm -hmm. set, beat it for beat the record for this one. Because that body burn in Mary Lou was like, holy yeah. shit. That person... hope they have good insurance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in an interview on, for documentary Jason's Destroyer, there's a, so there's a documentary mm -hmm. called Jason's The Making of Friday 13th Part 7. It's available on DVD. The director said that if ever given the opportunity, he would want to recreate Friday 13th Part 7 Volume 2, his proposed sequel would ignore Friday 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, and follow the characters featured in this movie after they were rescued. Tina would be in a mental institution having been blamed for the deaths that occurred at the camp, and Jason would be stalking or killing doctors and nurses along the way. Nice. I like, that actually, I like that. 
I like that. I, think I like I'm, that I'm okay too. With it. You know what? I'm okay with that. I would love to see that. Yeah. Although it does sound, the part does sound very Halloween too. Anytime I think of hospital, that's the first thing my mind goes to. But still, I like the idea of Tina being blamed for it. And, and, and I think that that's cool. And again, continuing with the same character and get some follow up. Yeah, and you know, okay I, would, I would really like if, if you really needed to have Jason go to New York, have her in the motherfucking mental institution in, in, in New, New York. York. That would, yeah, there you go. Done. Boom. That ends it right there. Um, According, we were talking about the ending. Uh, according to director again, they if they were going to do the ending the way they did. They thought Tina, he's he was insisting that Tina's dad needed to come out of the water, looking almost as decayed as Jason, since he was supposed to have been dead at the bottom of the lake like for just as long. Chewed up and but, nasty. But uh, Butcher was overruled by uh, Sachs, one of the producers, who thought it looked equally equal parts disgusting and silly. So instead, they threw some traces of mud on the guy's face and called it a day. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, last two things I'm going to say is uh, Fatal Attraction also kind of ruined New Blood's original ending uh, in that the same spirit New Blood was originally meant to end with Jason emerging from his watery grave, upsetting a peaceful sequence involving a Crystal Lake fisherman, clearly ignoring the no fishing beware homicidal zombie sign. <laughs> uh, Fatal Attraction released while they were making this movie took the one last scare trope mainstream. Audiences ate it up, but the film's popularity and Friday 13th-esque ending brought unwanted ridicule to Frank... Frank Mancuso Jr., who was still struggling to be taken seriously in Hollywood after having built his career upon producing Friday the 13th sequels. So he decided to drop the business with the fisherman entirely, sensing that maybe the last second scare trope was a bit played out. But it, it was later put back in on a special cut of the release of the film. So they're saying there was a final scene. The ending was supposed to be Jason popping out of the lake and killing a fisherman. Yes. At Camp Crystal Lake. Yes. But Glenn Close (laughs) in Fatal Attraction did something similar. So they cut it. (laughs) So they didn't do that ending. Yeah. I get the idea at the time, but God damn, brother, that doesn't stand up at all now. No. That that was a horrible, horrible decision. Yeah. Um, Yeah, looking back on and um, speaking of the ending, at the time of its release, this was the first Friday Thirteenth film to have a "quote unquote" peaceful ending that doesn't hint at Jason or some other killer returning for a sequel. Because they, they just they, they just, cut it, they just end the movie. Uh, yeah, the first six films all had some sort of ominous, scary ending that foreshadowed more killings in future films. This film sequel and Jason Takes Manhattan ends in a similar peaceful way, and this is the first time since Friday Thirteenth Part Two where a male protagonist, except Tommy Jarvis survives the entire film so and there's a lot more of trivia i found but i was like there's too much of it to write there's just tons and tons and tons so i started just picking a few things here and sure. there um one thing i wanted to talk about before i end is the timeline uh because we talked that one note about the uh, about tina's dad because when i was a kid watching this it was confusing i was like okay um tina's dad dies then 10 years later they go back to the lake and Jason, you know, comes back. But then there's people talking when I'm reading research. There's like controversies over this timeline because, like, because some are saying that the events of the past, where we see Tina's dad, where where, Tina, where we see Tina kill her dad. Yeah, I mean, all we know well, is that the, it's ten no, years ago. But I'm saying they're saying those events took place at the same time as the ending of Part Six. So they're saying, well, Tommy Lake was Tommy Jarvis out on the lake killing Jason. Tina was at the other part of the lake where her dad died, and that was the exact same time. Hmm. So ten years later, when she brings Jason, tries to, you know, that's what's going on. So 
which is weird. But again, like the timeline as a kid, I never got there. Like it's 10 years later. And I thought it was just 10 years. No, who knows how long it was been between in my mind from part six to part seven. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't fucking know. But now they're saying it's, that was supposed to be the case, which makes it even weirder that again, Jason's utility belt, his gloves, all of his clothes are different. He's decayed that much. But then when you see the, again, the, the, the dad pop out of the water and he looks like he just tripped in a mud puddle, like yeah. on his way, you know, home like he like yeah. he just got home getting milk and he filled in mud yeah. or something like he looked completely fine but now but Jason so but it's supposed to be 10 years later like there yeah there's a big weird some plot hole there about the timelines that don't really flow so in my a, opinion are a majority of people saying that the death of Jason corresponds with the death of Tina's Yeah there's dad? like there's like fan theories or, or <coughs> excuse me um yeah, because when I was doing my research, the background trivia stuff, like, yeah, they were talking about timelines, and yeah, there's a lot of people saying that teen, that, that flashback was, at the time, was supposed to be going at the same time as, like, Jarvis killing Jace at the end of part six. Hmm. So that's supposed to be, like, right at the same amount of time. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. Don't, um, like, don't like that. Nope. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. But that said, uh, I mean, we obviously love this movie, but... True. Looking back on, do you think? I mean, does it hold up for you today? Watching it as an adult, as it did when we were kids. Uh, the thing that falls short for me is the kills. The kills are a lot weaker. I remember being a lot more scared from the kills when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I honestly thought maybe they were edited for USA, or even I think even watching this on Cinemax, maybe I was just like, oh, yeah, I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, there are some that are kind of gory and bloody, like the axe of the face that guy gets. A pr- it's pretty brutal looking. Um. But the thing that makes me enjoy this film so much is the end between the end fight between Tina and yes. Jason. Yes. And God damn, does he get the shit kicked out of him? I agree he with you 100 on that. So beat up, thrown through the stairs, thrown down in the basement, set on fire, shot with nails. He just gets fucked up all over, and we're rooting for Tina. You know, she's a sympathetic character. So because of that, because they act like that's so much fun. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. The I, final I, act is so much fun. I agree. Really, like, I think the build up to it is like is kind of like almost like this isn't that great. This isn't that great. It's no better than anything. Yeah. But, but it's that as a kid, that final act with the the Telconnect showdown between Jace is what made it so much fun and made it always stand out compared to all the other ones. Um, but looking at it now, like if we were doing this, like this is, but we could almost say at the same time this was something we would do on the show as a record. Everybody would be like, "What the fuck?" Now we're talking about telekinetic powers and Jay, this is some fucking dumb. It's so stupid. But at but the same they set time, it up at the very beginning. They're like, yeah. you know, it's not like all of a sudden she's right. Got them. I mean, that's that's the right right off the bat. You see Tina and her as a little girl, but you know, I, it still so. holds up. I'm very just now, now. I heard about that, learning about that MPA stuff, and how it's cut so bad. And you're right, the kills are really tame compared to like stuff you saw in just part six and yes. part five and yeah. stuff like that. It's like the kills went downhill, except for sleeping bag's kill, but. Yeah, they weren't that great. Uh, it's just that ending is so memorable and so unique. So much fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it, fun. it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, guys, that's we're going to wrap it up. We're going along. I know we had a lot of stuff before the movie and after the movie now, but uh, so anyway, you 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 would watch. You would say I still stand still, up. Today. Still, to me, it still stands up because I mm-hmm. still would watch it. Um, it's still just fun, and part of it, for me, like it could be the rose card glass of nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. but I still think it's so bad. It's good. Uh, it's just a fun. Um, I mean, at this point, we're at part seven, so it's not like you know they're kind of you know, it is what it is. You know, you're getting at part seven. Once you get past part three, things and all franchises. Part after three, things start going real off the. We got to mix it up, baby. Yeah, we're so bringing so in a psychic because they brought in a psychic number eight. They went to New York. 
Number nine, he's going to hell. No, number nine is a fucking drunk. demon worm. Number he's not 10, even him. And now he's a fucking worm. Nine, number <laughs> ten, he's ju- he's in fucking space. space. So yeah. number seven was the last one that took place at Camp Crystal at, Lake, yeah, at, okay. start to finish. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah, the original always, series. There's, there's always they, so much they could do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dude, did number five even have a lake? No. <laughs> it, wasn't at, it wasn't at Camp Crystal Lake. It was at like some like. Juvenile detention they were, they rehab were, center. They were in proximity. Proximity. <laughs> there was proximity. Uh, general area. General region. Uh, anyway, all right. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed this. this yeah, yeah. Let us know. Well. Let us know if you like the the, the watch alongs. They're a lot of fun. Um, we, you know, and like I said, in the future, if we do more of these, we might actually go back and review some of the retouch. I said revisit some of the movies we've done the show before like we made fun of or just want to rewatch again. Good luck with those. Uh, <laughs> it'd probably be some of the better ones. Like, yeah. you know, maybe Halloween haunt or a muck train, train mm-hmm. or, you know, how even blood fart Lake, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but something like yeah. that. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight. Tight.